Malana Ibrahim Baum joins us on the line. Malana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, and assalamu alaikum to all the listeners of Radio Islam. Good to have Malana with us on the program this morning. Uh, how are you keeping, Malana? Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is kind upon us and we make dua that Allah ta'ala continues his kindness upon us, inshallah. Insha'Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our life with afia. Um, Ma, the topic that we discussed in this morning on the program from the book 30 Ways to Happiness, we look at uh, chapter 10 uh, of uh, the book and uh, it's titled Avoid Comparisons. Yes, uh, Ma, what, uh, what an amazing topic and may Allah reward Mufti Yusuf uh, Musajib uh, for the very insightful uh, chapters in terms of um, uh, ways to happiness and one of the greatest thieves of uh, happiness is comparing yourself to others there's a quote that goes comparison is a thief of joy you know if you take the whole aspect of uh, uh, comparing yourself with others you'll always feel sometimes inadequate and i think that is uh, what the chapter is going to be and we would like listeners to to give us some insight with regard to the fact that uh, how they have managed uh, to save themselves from comparing themselves to others and what have they done with regard to it and how by comparing themselves perhaps they have just got themselves in a pit of despair and despondency and misery and how they have uh, there are a few uh, tips that i have written down uh, yesterday i just went through a most beautiful article and i made some four or five tips how you can save yourself from comparisons and i think it's something that is uh, very very important how do you save yourself from comparisons there is one one aspect that Nabi Karim Sallallahu has told us how to save ourselves from comparisons. There is also another uh, dimension in that uh, uh, when we do see someone better than us in the spiritual sense, we are supposed to aspire towards that. So anyway, these are the type of um, issues that we will be dealing with in the program today. So just to say that when you compare yourself to others, you will sometimes come to the conclusion there is always someone who has a better appearance, uh, nicer hair, maybe that is more for the, the ladies. Uh, maybe you feel that the kids are more smarter, uh, fancier vacations, uh, better homes, uh, cuter pets. Uh, that you will always perceive yourself as second best and that will leave you unhappy and miserable. So just avoid comparison, take pride in what you are. And be grateful to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you. Why in terms of interaction, uh, what would we like? I made mention of it, Moana. I made mention of it. That uh, how how did people uh, deal with comparisons? Uh, what, What triggers those comparisons? What makes it worse? And how have they... Uh, dealt with the issue of comparison. Mm. So drop us a message on 072-786-1548. That's uh, the WhatsApp number. Uh, the lines are also open. Our engineer standing by to take those calls on 011-854-1548. Why can continue? You know, there is, uh, Mufisa goes on to say people tend to think that there is some form of blueprint for life. So uh, by the time I turn 20, I must have a job. 
At 22, I ought to have owned my own car, even if it's a small car. Normally, you start off with a Kia Picanto. Uh, at, at X age, I must have my own home. By age so-and-so, if I don't get married, I will not find someone to get married to. Uh, by so many years, I should have children. This blueprint even extends to others. Uh, my daughter is one and she's not crawling yet. Uh, my son is already in an age and he's not talking. When, whereas uh, my cousin's son is already talking uh, at that same age. Allah has made everyone different. Allah Ta'ala blossoms everyone differently. Uh, obviously, if there is an issue, then you deal with it. But, you know, the, the point with regard to comparison, it, is, it has come to another level for various factors, various ways, various reasons. And um, maybe, Molana, if you allow me, I just want to share uh, one point that uh, Molana Sajjad Normani made mention of in his Newtown talk when he was king of Amelia Masjid. Right. And really, Molana Sajjad Sab, Khalilur Rahman Sajjad Sab, is an ocean of knowledge, an ocean of wisdom. Obviously, you know, in our South African context, there's always someone uh, who feels jealous or feels somehow or the other. Uh, South Africa, no one is good enough to hold certain people's standards. But um, we always have to look at what uh, the good the person has given us. And right. in, in Newtown, he spoke about happiness. So one of the points he made mention was so amazing. And I just like to share that with the listeners. He said, see, where is the seat and the basis of happiness? The seat of happiness is where? It's not in the entire body. Thus you will find no one when they are happy will say, my, my ears are happy today. No one will say, my tongue is happy today. Right? Although happiness permeates the entire body, but no one makes mention of, of uh, you know, happiness towards the various other parts of the body. Everyone who is happy will say, my heart is happy today. The seat of happiness is the heart. That tells you from the very outset that happiness is not to do with outside pleasures. It's an inner feeling. SubhanAllah. So the moment people start looking at happiness in outward things, in a beautiful car, in a beautiful appearance, mm. in a beautiful vacation, they've just lost the seat and the basis of happiness. Therefore, no one says, and that is a, well, I think made mention of it in an in a earlier topic we said, that that is pleasure. Pleasure is something else and happiness right. is something else. Pleasure is temporary, happiness is more uh, permanent. And happiness uh, is to do with the heart. And that comes about mostly because of remembering Allah, Allah bi zikrillah, tatma'innul quloob. Allah Ta'ala says in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will hearts find contentment. So I think the point we must keep in mind that Allah hasn't kept happiness in outward things. So when we normally compare ourselves with others, it is always that we are comparing ourselves with worldly things. Mm. We very rarely, if ever, compare ourselves with other people in terms of ibadat and good deeds. And that is the arena of competition. If you have to compare and you have to compete with someone, compete in good things. Allah says, first of all, khairat. There also is not an aspect of envy. Why is this person making more namaz than me? Why is that person making more uh, roza than me? More tahajjud prayers or more nafil? It's, it's an aspiration to become like someone who has got good qualities. Therefore, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, uh, look at those 
people who are lower than you in terms of worldly things. Right? And our ulama then tell us that as far as spirituality is concerned, look at people who are more elder than you. I remember hearing Moana Umar Palanpuri making mention of this. So he said, if you look at people who have more than you uh, in the world, then you will always find what you have got is insignificant. So, for example, if you have got a middle-of-the-range car, you got a Hyundai or a Toyota or, I don't know what, the Kia Picanto or Kia Sportage, and then you look at someone who's got a BMW or a Mercedes, you will regard your car as lower and insignificant. You won't be thankful to Almighty Allah. You'll be comparing yourself to the higher person. But why don't you look at a person who doesn't have a car? Or who's got a car that is maybe 20 years, that we will say, you know, normally we will say a Jalopi or a Katara, and that person is every day, uh, he's wondering whether the car is going to start in the morning or not. Or it takes him five minutes, you know, to, for, the, for the engine to get started, especially in a cold morning. Why don't you look at those people? So, you know, this comparison is a sieve of joy. So really, I would like to see how, how, how listeners deal with this aspect of life, which no doubt whatsoever has a big bearing on, on our happiness and has a big bearing on the way we deal with life. Mm. Uh, let us know, how, how do you deal with it? Uh, what are the tips that uh, you can share with us or your thoughts on this topic of um, avoiding comparisons? Uh, Mutisab uh, also makes mention in this book that, 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 that there certainly are milestones in life that we can keep as a guide, but that shouldn't be the, uh, the end all. That sh- there's no imaginary blueprint that if you don't follow this or you don't achieve that, um, if you have that type of uh, mindset, then it will just lead a person to feel... And the first mm-hmm. thing I would say is that create your own milestones. Mm. Uh, there are a few tips. If anyone wants to make a note, they can start making a note with regard to it. There's no milestones in life. There's no thing that at this particular age I need to be here, I need to be there. There are people who have made very different strides in, in life. People have become, Osama bin Zaid was a commander of an army at the age of 17. Today, by and large, people won't aspire towards that or it's not the norm. Why is it not the norm is a different matter. It's supposed to be something that we, we, we uh, elevate our, our youngsters to achieve things, but we don't. Even, I suppose, in our Gujarati mentality, there is a situation. Uh, we don't give responsibilities. Marhum, uh, my, my friend who I spent a lot of years with, Mona Rahman Gandhi used to tell me this, uh, the elders of our community and our parents always used to feel that we don't have the ability uh, to, to, to run affairs. And when we did run affairs, we even outdid them in many ways. So he said that there is this whole particular type of um, uh, situation that people don't tend to look upon. So we, we have this. So sometimes the milestone could be in the negative sense, sometimes it could be in the positive sense. So sometimes at a particular age you feel that something is supposed to happen, didn't happen, you feel despondent, you feel dejected, but it will happen on its time. And the time is allotted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are, there is a certain degree of submission that we as believers hold to, that we submit ourselves to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regard to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, or what Allah ta'ala uh, withholds, or what He gives. Allah ta'ala expands risk to for whosoever He wants. And He restricts risk for whomsoever He wants. Allah got His wisdom. Mm-hmm. If Allah gave everyone risk to the extent that he wants, 
there would have been corruption in the earth. So Allah knows how much to give and how much and how much how less to give. So all of that is something that uh, we need to keep in mind. Mm. Well, um, response is saying that too much comparison leads to unhappiness and also it leads to low self-esteem. Uh, when we compare ourselves to other people, we become frustrated firstly with ourselves for not being good enough, and also we become angry uh, with others because we can't be like them. Yes, you see, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, نَحْنُ قَسَّمْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ مَعِيشَةً فِي الْآيَاتِ الدُّنْيَا We distribute Ma'isha, economic uh, situations, فِي الْآيَاتِ الدُّنْيَا in this material world, we'll give certain people more, we have created a certain class in terms of certain people having more, not in terms of uh, superiority, not in terms of worth. A person can be, you know, uh, very lower uh, rung in terms of social status, but far greater in terms of worth in front of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Lahab was far superior in terms of uh, social standing in terms of uh, ethnicity, in terms of um, his tribal situation, in terms of wealth, than Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. Abu Lahab was a Quraysh. He was the uncle of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was extremely handsome. He was someone who had an amazing type of appearance. Therefore, he's known as the father of fire because uh, his cheeks used to be red. Uh, that's why he's known as Abu Lahab. One of the reasons, right? I mean, so we have different reasons why he was known as Abu Lahab, but one of them is this. So, despite all that, Bilal Nabi didn't have the appearance, didn't have the social standing, didn't have the tribal, um, you know, superiority or the tribal backing, etc. But you can sacrifice hundreds of thousands of Abu Lahab for one, for one Bilal. So this is something that we have to keep in mind. Uh, so the first point is Allah Ta'ala has given certain people, in a similar manner, Allah Ta'ala has given certain people looks. Allah has given certain people uh, c- capacity in terms of intellect. Certain people, Allah Ta'ala has given them uh, the ability to formulate words. So they might be good in, 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 in articulating things. So that doesn't mean Allah... So the moment you're going to start comparing, Allah has always created certain people who have a certain superiority in something. Then you, you'll never ever be able to be happy. You'll always be comparing, which will be very, very unfortunate. Mm. And then once we start comparing our feelings of, of jealousy, of frustration... Also, this also starts to emerge. Yes, if we anger, mm. frustration, jealousy. You starting wishing that the person who's got that, uh, he must start uh, getting less or Allah must take it away from him. Then you start even going into the realm of, um, you start going into the realm of objecting to Allah's distribution, which is, a, to me, one of the, the greatest harm of jealousy is Allah gives, Allah knows why he gives, it doesn't mean if Allah has given someone, Allah is happy with him. Allah Ta'ala sometimes tests people by giving, sometimes by taking. But at the end of the day, Allah is the one. But the moment you become jealous, you are objecting to Allah's distribution. And may Allah Ta'ala forbid that you object to Allah Ta'ala's distribution. Mm. Mm. And so we need to be careful with that. We need to avoid um, comparing ourselves to others and looking at what others have and feeling that we are entitled or I need to that. I need to have that. You have to build on this uh, 
trying to stop comparing yourselves to other people. If you can interact with us, uh, drop us a message, 072-786-1548. The lines are also open on 011-854-1548. Mark, you can continue. Yes, well, I think the point is, well, the point that I first made mention is just don't go according to the normal milestone. So that's one of the points that I've made mention of. Just be careful with regard to uh, keeping in mind, you know, milestones. Allah has kept each and everyone's journey different from another. I mean, there's so many situations that I've seen in my life, in my experience. You have a person who got married earlier. Allah gave them joy. Sometimes the person got married slightly later. Allah gave them joy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes made a situation that there was a separation from the spouse for whatever reason. Allah gave them joy in a different manner. So everyone's milestones is different. No, just don't. The second point I think that I would like to make mention of, just in your life, look at the things that trigger comparisons. What is it that triggers comparisons and stay away from it. Now I will come because one of the great aspects of comparison is social media. And I want to spend a few, four, at least five minutes after the break on how social media is the greatest reason for comparison and why it is, it is the, the most absurd thing to make it the basis of comparison. I will come and make mention of it. What we are doing, uh, just a small tip, we are taking someone's outside, not looking at his inside, and not concentrating on our inside and looking at the outside of other people. Anyway, I'll discuss that when we come to the social media aspect. So the second thing after for keep everyone's milestone is different. Secondly is just bear in mind what triggers your comparison. And be very sensitive on those triggers. If, for example, your comparison is triggered by you when you go to a wedding. So you might be wearing a buyer with uh, 2,000 rand and you go to see someone who's got an buyer with 10,000 rand and you start, that is going to trigger your comparison. Make your mind up before you go to those places that triggers comparison that, uh, listen, Allah has given me something. There are people who don't even have a shoe on their feet, you know. So just keep in mind the triggers. What are the things that triggers your the, 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 the feeling of comparison and be sensitive and try and avoid those triggers. Second point, how to break comparisons. Firstly, everyone's milestone is different. Keep in mind that. Secondly, don't, um, you know, keep away from things that triggers comparisons. It's now 9.30. This is the social program on Radio Islam International. This week we are speaking about uh, avoiding comparisons and uh, uh, to the listeners, you can interact with us. Some of the messages that have come through, uh, we will uh, discuss it or read it out after the break. Uh, we're going to break for our half-hourly headlines and the ad break on the other side of that. Uh, we will continue with this discussion. This week on the program, we're discussing Chapter 10 from the book, 30 Ways to Happiness. Uh, and this topic titled, um, Avoid Comparisons that... Uh, uh, if a person wants to be happy, one of the ways to happiness is to avoid comparing yourself to other people. Mom, before we move on to the discussion on social media and how it's affected our lives, uh, a few messages that have come through from the listeners. Um, uh, the first one, Malai says, uh, Jazakumullah khairan for this wonderful topic. Um, 
could Maha please discuss how important it is as parents for us not to compare our kids, uh, especially this time of the year, with regards to reports and achievements and awards at school in Madrasa as well, um, especially uh, comparing them to other siblings and cousins, uh, etc. Uh, this can be very damaging to kids. It affects their self-esteem. This is so important because, uh, you know, the point is uh, sometimes we, we, we have this situation if someone does good in, in the grade, they are, they are better than other children. We tend to, to, to uh, sometimes uh, praise such children to such an extent which sometimes is even harmful to the child who is doing good because he becomes uh, bloated, he becomes, you know, e- egoistic. So we need to be careful with regard to these type of things. And, of course, it also undermines uh, the other child. Uh, they start feeling insignificant, they feel, start feeling, uh, you know, bad, they start feeling a situation of uh, inferiority complex. So we need to be very careful. Each and everyone has a strength, and we need to draw upon the strength of our children uh, with regard to making them achieve uh, what is best for them. Well, the other message, okay, not directly related to the topic, but it says that uh, Shmuel could just give some advice. Um, recently, I've been grieving the loss of a loved one, and I spend a lot of time on the musalla, crying and making dua, and people have made comments saying that you tear in the musalla, you tear in the musalla, comes from people that are close to you as well, people that are supposed to support you. How do you deal with this? I, at the time of, uh, you know, when, when there was COVID, I prepared a bayan with regard to how to show empathy. And in that, one of the points that I read, that, you know, everyone has got his own timetable. Or everyone has got their own time to move out of the, the morning period or the, the sadness. It's very unfair and unkind to tell someone that move on in life. Very, very, very unfair. Because you don't know the situation the person is facing. Very unfair to tell a person you move on in life uh, because of the situation the person might be facing. Rather, what you should be doing is create the right environment, the right advice to the person for him to move on. Now, we know that there is a formal mourning period of three days. So formally, we're not supposed to mourn more than three days. But you can't take away the emotions. You can't take away the, the grief or the heart or, or the feelings of a person. Yes, Mufti Taqi Usmani, just two days ago, I was listening to his one clip in which he mentioned that uh, uh, we must be careful of also while Islam allows us to grieve, Islam allows that there is a certain uh, aspect and Nabi Karim Salaam also cried, Sahaba cried at the time of sadness. He also said, however, don't, uh, you know, uh, bring up those episodes where you feel sad. So don't, while you, you, if something comes up spontaneously, all by all means, you know, it's spontaneous, you're not, you're not, you're not accountable. But don't sit and bring up the past of the, of the person so that you create the sadness that you must stay away from. Don't create episodes of sadness by thinking constantly. And the other thing I tell people is don't tell a person it's time to move on. Rather create the, uh, the situation in the environment for him to move on rather than directly telling him to move on uh, because each and every one got his own way of moving on. Uh, you should rather be sympathetic.
rather than being judgmental. Now, Mom, moving on to the, you know the the, uh, the topic of social media, it's permeated all spheres of our lives. A lot of um, the mistakes that we make is we live our lives through through the lens of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And to avoid comparisons, we need to limit our time on social media as well. Yes, no doubt. You see, one of the the, the main the main aspect with regard to um, you know we 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 start looking at things. So what are real examples of comparisons? You see someone walking and saying, I wish I was as handsome or as pretty as her. You see a celebrity posting on Instagram about the workout and the exercise, and you tell them, if only I could exercise like that, and I had my body was as well-toned. Now, what what we need to understand is in social media, uh, you know, today, over-scrolling on social media, especially when consuming lifestyle and beauty content can have negative effects on your self-worth, right? So, really, I think you must sometimes unfollow accounts that cause you to compare yourself to others. Turn off your phone after a certain time of day and don't respond to every message or comment you receive. That, I have found it uh, very, very uh, relieving. Uh, I don't hear neg- negative things. So many times people send me, uh, you know, someone and someone made a bayan about you and uh, he made a clip about you. I said, Jazakallah for him. Let him deal with it. Uh, and I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that people are not going to judge us on the day of Qiyamah. Allah will judge us on the day of Qiyamah. Mm. And really, I, I don't have time for negativity. Uh, let them continue with the negativity. But the point that I make mention of in terms of comparing yourself to others on social media is no one truly knows what's happening behind the scene in another person's life. So you are stop comparing other people's outside life to your inside life. That particular blog that they're doing, that Instagram post, it's about the outside life. You don't know the challenges they might or might not be facing. You make dua that Allah Allah doesn't have anyone with challenges. Allah grant ease. But you don't know, and each and everyone might have his fair share of challenges. You don't know the challenges that that blogger is facing, that person who is posting on Instagram. You are looking at the outside of a person, and you are making up your mind, and you're not looking at your inside. So you're comparing other people's outside life to your inside life. Other people's outside life, you don't even know the challenges they are facing, and you, it is impacting upon your inside on the basis of some point outside life. It is so unfair, it is so absurd, but you only saw someone's outside life. You saw a person, uh, Mona Tariq Jamil made mention of one day, one bayan, and I, I, I just uh, thought about it, and, and he said he went to a person, he went to a place, it was quite a famous place, and the person told him, Monana, I need to see you urgently. You must come and see me. So, said, let, let me go and see if I can give some advice and some sort of happiness. So, he said, I went to the house. He said, I never saw a more beautiful house. I saw outside the best of cars that were, that were parked outside. And I went inside, and the people were crying about their challenges. And they were crying. And I gave them advice to the best of my brother. He said, as I walked out, I said, Ya Allah, anyone coming past this house would envy the people of this house. Got the best of houses. Got all Mercedes-Benz parked in the driveway. And look at the challenges, which people are not aware of. But they made me aware of to come and give them advice with regard to it. Why are you comparing your inside with other people's outsides? That just doesn't make sense, but that is what we are doing. Mm. That's so true that when we look at social media, when we look at uh, 
what people are posting. That's just a, a highlight reel of uh, of their lives. That's not really what. And there's no doubt. I'm telling you that social media is pervasive, and it is enticing. Oh yeah, you can you can spend hours with regard to seeing people's posts, see what what they are doing. TikTok. Uh, sometimes a sense of humor, and they sometimes you know looking at oh I went to this place, I traveled here, and I went to this uh, hotel, and it can be so enticing, but it also can create a situation of inferiority complex be very well aware count your blessings count your blessings which is so important and look at your inside don't compare your inside with other people's outside that exterior of their life don't make that the criteria with regard to happiness when it comes to uh, comparing ourselves to others, if someone is in the Sabbath, uh, the one way, like Ma mentioned, Ma, is to, to count your blessings. Be grateful for what you have. If we focus on what we have, we won't have time to compare ourselves to, to other people. Yes, definitely. Mm. No, no doubt whatsoever. 072-786-1548, that's uh, the WhatsApp number. The lines are also open if you'd like to give us a call and share your thoughts with us on this topic, um, the number 11854154. Mike, you can continue. Be grateful for what you have. Someone's life may seem better, but they might be another person out there wishing they had what you had. Really, start thinking about that. Uh, you might be thinking that I, if only I had a life of someone else, whereas there are so many people in the world who will be wishing and aspiring for what you have. Uh, so, you know, count the blessings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. In Fazayr al-Sadiqat, Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith, Hazrat Mu'ana Zakaria sahab rahmatullahi writes that a person went to another person and asking him for assistance. And he said, you have got assets and you have got things that are worth millions. And, you know, you are not appreciating. He said, what do you mean I've got things that are worth a million? He said, give me your eyesight for half a million rand. Give me your eyesight for one million or two million. He said, no, I'll never do it. He said, take away your sight of hearing, your aspect of hearing, and give it to me for, for two million. He said, I won't do it. So Allah has given us that. Just count your blessings. There are many times people have a certain degree of, uh, you know, health. They have a certain degree of prosperity. They have a certain degree of contentment. You know, this whole particular aspect is so amazing. So, you know, <laughs> Morana suggests a invention of such a beautiful uh, incident. It's a hypothetical one, and I'm sure the listeners will enjoy it. Right? So, you said there was a there was a king. There was a, a very wealthy and a very big, big king who ruled over a large portion of land, and he was unhappy. He was depressed. So that they called the Hakim. The Hakim said, the method of curing him is that let him wear the kurta of someone who is truly happy. Let him wear the kurta and the soap of someone who is truly happy, it will cure him. Right? This is a psychological type of thing I'm giving you as a cure. So the people are very happy. If this is a cure for the, for the, the king, so they started going to all the monasteries. Give us your kurta, because we want the king to wear it, but the condition is you must be truly happy. So they went to every minister. The minister said, see, you want kurtas, there are 100 kurtas I got here. Right? I got 10, 20 kurtas I got here. But if you want to tell me the stuff, if I'm truly happy, no, I'm not truly happy. I got my own challenges in life. Although I'm the minister, I'm the wazir, but I'm not truly happy. 
They started then going through and asking people about whether they are truly happy, truly happy. They couldn't get anyone who was truly happy. Then they went out a little bit out of the city. So one day they went outside the city. Mm. They found a person who was on a well. He was on a on a stream. And he only had his lungi or his trouser. He had no upper clothes. And he was throwing the water of the stream over him. And he was laughing. And he had his children around him. And he was so happy. He was very well laughing. So they approached him and said, Are you happy? He said, Alhamdulillah. Allah, I'm very, very happy. So they said, Now, Alhamdulillah, we have achieved what we wanted. We have achieved what we wanted. We must ask him for his kurta. So they said, Give us your kurta because the Hakim said we must take the kurta of a happy person and give it to the king. Hmm. So he said, I don't have any kurta. <laughs> so the people who had kurtas were not happy. And the person who was happy didn't have a kurta. Right. So that is the reality with regard to our life. Count your blessings and, you know, just be uh, sometimes the thing that you are aspiring with regard to others. There are so many people who are aspiring with regard to yourself. Well, there's a, a, another point that, that Mufti Yusuf Musaji makes in the book. He says that even when we compare ourselves to others and we come out on top, uh, it's still not good for us because it might bloat our ego. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yes, yes. Um, uh, that's another point. So even if you come at the top of the heap, mm. uh, as then, then what happens? First of all, you will find many times when you come at the top of the heap, it is not as what you are expecting. The second thing that is important is that uh, we have to keep in mind is that even if you do come at the top of the heap, you have to deal with your own spirituality. Because many a times when you do get something, it creates ego. It creates a situation of pride. So how do you deal with that? So, yes, having everything and coming at the top of the heat, coming out first, for example, has its own expectations, has its own situations of, you know, comparison, etc. But I think it's important that uh, we also keep that in mind in terms of when we do things with regard to, uh, yeah, with regard to points that are, that are uh, in terms of comparing ourselves with others. Uh, let us know your thoughts, uh, 072-786-1548. Give us a call as well, 11-854-1548. We are speaking about uh, avoiding comparisons. That uh, One of the ways that will lead a person to a happier life, more fulfilling life, is if we stop comparing ourselves to other people in terms of achievements, in terms of our wealth, uh, in terms of our looks, or the car that we drive, or the house that we have. Let's appreciate what we have uh, and we need to break this habit of comparing ourselves uh, to other people. Uh, one of the other points that uh, come to mind as well is to, to focus on our own strength. If we know what our strengths yeah. are, what we could at, uh, we won't um, compare ourselves to others. It be- no, and Moana makes mention also, Muftisab, really it begins with awareness. Most often we do this comparison without realizing we're doing them. It's a subconscious act. So the solution lies in becoming conscious or aware. So I think it's important that we create an awareness uh, about whether we are compare- comparing and how does it impact upon us. And also in other aspects, you know, instead of once you, you realize you're comparing yourself to others, Stop yourself from it. Focus on what you do have, on what you have been blessed with. Count what you have 
not what you don't have. Now, one is gratefulness. There are many people who will inspire, aspire to what you have, the way you are aspiring to others. So be careful with regard to it. Count your blessings. And I think focus upon your strengths. Once you focus upon your strengths, and there are other people who are good with their hands. There are other people who are good with their tongues. There are other people who are good in terms of solving things mentally. So each and every one, Allah Ta'ala has given people different types of strengths. So in that particular way, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala in the Quran says, Women ayati among the signs of Allah Ta'ala is the creation of the heavens and earth, and the changes in your languages and your colors. Allah has created people with different colors. Allah Ta'ala has created people with different languages. From there, you can also deduce Allah Ta'ala has created people with mental, different mental capacities. So all different, different favors, all different strengths. So whatever strength Allah has given you, make the best of it rather than comparing yourself to others whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given another strength. Now you're looking at that strength and you're not looking at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. And in that particular way, uh, you might be losing out on your strength by comparing yourself to the strength or to what Allah, other people have. Mm. Well, a response here from one of the listeners saying that uh, they remember that they, when they were studying, uh, one of uh, the teachers had told them uh, that um, in everything in life, uh, there'll always be someone that has more than you, whether it's the wealth that you have, the, the cars that you drive, and even, uh, they even mentioned in terms of knowledge as well, we should always remember that even in that aspect, uh, they used to tell them that, so never look at people um, or compare yourselves to other people, it will just lead to a very sad and depressing life. Yes. Mm. Definitely, it's something that we, we, we need to... You, you, the moment you start comparing, you don't look at your own... You, 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 and also what actually happens, while you're aspiring to what other people have, you're not, you're not, you're not building and you are not uh, focusing and you are not taking advantage of what Allah has given you. Make the best of what Allah has given you and you will see sometimes you will achieve success and strength in that particular manner. That's so true. Uh, Ma, we're coming towards the end of uh, the program uh, this morning. Uh, anything else Ma would like to add on? Yes, I think, um, you know, uh, also, instead of looking at your weaknesses, ask yourself about what your strengths are. Express gratitude to Allah for that and take advantage of that. Also, Muftisab goes on to say, limit your friend list to people who really are your friends. Don't follow or unfollow people who make you feel bad, including celebrities. And I think that is one of the things. If you feel that someone is, by you, constantly going to compare yourself to other people, uh, unfollow them. It's not a compulsion that you must follow certain people. If it's making you feel inferior, uh, they might have had, uh, you know, a couple of thousand followers. If they have one less follower, it's not going to make a difference. But uh, it, And that's the point that I would like to make. I would like to conclude with this hadith. Nabi Akarim said, look at those people below you and do not look at those above you. For, the, for that is the best way that you do not belittle the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's a hadith in Sahih Bukhari. So as far as worldly matters is concerned, then you try and uh, look at people who have less than you, you would be grateful. If you start looking at people who have more than you, they will be ungrateful. The second point is, if you have to compare, then do so with the intention of it, you know, giving you an extra effort to achieve that. Let it inspire you. So if, for example, you find someone has got good akhlaq, and he speaks nicely to people. 
and he's got a way with people. He's always smiling. Or he's making extra tahajjud or extra rafil namaz. And you feel so, subhanAllah, look at this person. How admirable is his qualities. Look at the way he approaches people. Look at the way he never gets perturbed. Uh, he never allows anyone to press his buttons. Uh, he's always calm, composed. And these are qualities that Nabi Karim Sallallahu loved. Nabi Karim Sallallahu specifically told one Sahabi, I like this whole quality of yours of being unrushed and composed. And you see someone like that. Then let, instead of comparing yourself with that person, let it inspire you to become like that. So I think that's so important. So well, I, just, I just want to maybe just very quickly uh, give these experts with regard to what, what yeah. we, we do. Uh, you know, be aware of milestones. There's no imaginary blue, blueprint. So there's no bl- blueprint at this particular age. You have to achieve this and this and that. Create your own milestones. Secondly, avoid triggers. Triggers that make you compare yourself to others, which makes you sometimes feel inferior, stay away from those triggers. Even if it be a particular social media account, count your blessings. What Allah has given you, focus on your strength, count, uh, focus on what Allah has given you. Avoid comparing other people's outside to your insides. You don't know what's happening in people's life who are posting the outward aspects of what seems to be aspects of happiness. So I think that is important. And then the most important thing, use comparison as motivation. Comparison can be a great catalyst for change as long as it's healthy. Instead of feeling envious of other people's accomplishments, think about how they were able to achieve them and then see how you can replicate them. Use comparison as motivations, not as something that makes you feel depressed. Jazakumullah khair ma for the lovely uh, program and it's always a pleasure having Malala on the airwaves of Radio Islam International and inshallah we speak tomorrow next week. Jazakumullah inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.